that soundbite. Did you get that? No, 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 don't, don't soundbite. Nah, nah. Because if he listens, he'll know. He'll know. If he listens, he'll know you've had his pants down. Yeah, but you could tell could crawl in and run home. Welcome to the Swingers Club, a social gathering for various golfers hosted by Joe, Matt and Sam. Ladies and gents, it's episode 39, it's the Swingers Club, I'm Joe and I'm with Matt and Sam. Boys, how are we getting on? Golf's been back for a little while now, who's played? Sam, made any bogeys yet? <laughs> that was such a teed up, teed up intro. Because you not, asked me not fact, to ask. Yeah, I've in fact not made any bogeys yet. Um, Three rounds in. That is a P- PB for me. Three in a row. That's decent golf. That Three is. holes in a row would be all right for uh, me. Also. Yeah, so, but yeah, it's been good. It's been nice to be back. Uh, I think the little practice swinging in my garage and all that stuff paid off. At, at home, putting has saved me. Got some new putting gadgets. I see the laser. Yeah, it's good. You like, I like it? it, yeah. Yeah, what is that? I saw that, actually. It's, yeah, it's good. It's a little, pl- little Vizio yeah. coaching pack, basically. It's good. Oh, recommend good. it, mate. It's good. Nice. Very good. Well done. Yeah. Matthew? Yeah, I've, uh, I have made bogeys. <laughs> um, I've only played once. So I was due to play Saturday and Sunday, but obviously I woke up Saturday and the course was closed. I was absolutely devastated. I could have <laughs> cried. I didn't know what to do with myself. Do you know what? I talked about you to a few people because I genuinely felt for you. Yeah. it's. I think it was hard. Like That Monday morning, having to wake up at like 10 to 7 to book the tea time, and it was like... A stressful, stressful thing to have to try and book a tea time on a Saturday morning, and finally got one, and then yeah, yeah for it to wake up. But Sunday come around, and we had lovely, lovely weather, and it was a nice. I must admit, so since you returned to golf, some people have been a little bit unlucky, haven't they, with the uh, the luck of the draw? Yeah, and the fog. Where, uh, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, so Monday, Monday is my shop, my shop day, yeah. and uh, it was foggy yeah, at Felixstowe Monday, and. Uh, Obviously, it's not my job to do the inspection to say when it's clear and it's not. That's Greenkeeper's job. So, uh, but tea times is obviously quite heavily part of our remit. But anyway, so course opened at 11. Everybody before that were basically just like unlucky. So like mm. the, the 22, the 10 two, they were all in the shop. Like, And I was just like, look, sorry, guys. Like there's literally nothing I can do, mm. but you're not allowed to play. And some of them had <laughs> travelled and it was all... And to be honest, they took it better yeah. than what Matt probably would have, to be fair. So, well, <laughs> the worst thing was about so Stone Market, they, I think they had to close for like 45 minutes. So mm. in that time, you've got like, what? Four tea times. Four tea times. And those people, of everyone that's going out that day, they're the ones that can't play. Yeah, yeah. It's, so uh, you're just like the unlucky few groups. And that's how it works. They can't play. It's not like it gets delayed. Uh, they just can't play. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, that's... Uh, I don't know what else I can do, to be honest, but no. I've got my fix because I've been over tonight and uh, been hitting some putts in the dark under the, uh, under the floodlights. Yeah, under the floodlights. And I didn't even know they had that. I'm, quite, I'm genuinely pretty yeah. impressed. What about you? You've been packed out, driving range, teaching, coaching all day. Yeah, man, literally making up for November and December, doing two months' worth in a month. But actually, do you know what? I was saying this to someone today. I feel so like re-energised yeah. after having a month off mm. and after having a month off without... Drinking as well probably helps. It's like the last lockdown where it's kind of like keeping me alive. This time I feel fitter, I feel healthy, like really like buzzing for for it at the moment. So yeah, I'm having a I'm having a great time. I thought range. you said you're going to run a marathon by the end of the last lockdown. Yeah, like, how did that, that didn't really work out. Newfound respect for people that run marathons. <laughs> by the way, that's that's really hard. I um, 
in my naivety just assumed I'd be able to do it, but um, no, that's really, really the longest. Nice. The longest I've run is first. Uh, like I ran twenty k one morning, which yeah. I believe if I'd have gone to twenty one k, that would have been half a marathon. Uh, yeah, so and honestly, I couldn't walk for about three days. Yeah, right. I, see, I I did a half marathon in. March and I literally had a dead leg for like yeah. ten days. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was just numb. It was right. so weird. I don't know if I'm just. Yeah. A bit, I'm a bit weighty. I'm a bit worried. That. I'm a bit, I mean, I, yeah, I was just something. like weighty to like. I'm feeling too heavy to be to be running. I don't know. I um, I can I can go out and run a half marathon if I'm being completely honest. But because I had had such a busy year post the first lockdown. I hadn't actually run since the first lockdown, mm. and it was just too much, too much to catch up on. So I did do, a, I did do a half marathon, but an actual full marathon, which was my kind of goal, was I was nowhere near. So I'm doing three marathons this month. I'm just spreading it out through 31 days. All oh, right. Yeah. I was about to say they're called Snickers now, Matt. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The. Uh... We do are we doing a running podcast, by the way, lads. It's no. Good, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so back to golf. So Joe. Me and Sam have got something we want to ask you. We want to ask you. Do you know what? I'm glad record. this is coming early because I heard you two idiots talking about this and I've been nervous about it. Yeah. We wanted to ask you something on record because we know if we ask you off record, then there's always going to be that time where you say, oh, I never get invited. Oh, I never get invited to anything. Or you never. Oh, no. So listen, so me and uh, Sam, me and yeah. Sam, we're going to go and play golf next week. Next week? On Wednesday lunchtime. Oh, I've got no. And we would know. like to know if you would... Care to join us for a um, game of golf? Wednesday next week. Well, I'm I'm 100% coaching. I'm and this is why he doesn't get invited anyway. <laughs> well, give me a little bit of notice. My diary, my coaching diary That's is fully week. booked six weeks in advance. I need I need a bit of notice for this. Where, where are you going to play without me? Are we allowed to tell him? Yeah. I bet it's somewhere well good as well, isn't it? Go on, where are you going? It's not. It's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's not. It's like I'm it's genuinely not... a bit upset about it. I bet, I bet you've known for long enough as well. No, no, no. Wentworth West Course. Yeah. Oh, are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> is it actually? No, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. Oh, you it's just coming. No, we're going to play. Philly. We're going to come to Philly stuff. All oh, right. Okay. Not too. Early. I thought you guys actually go and play Wentworth for a no. second. Um. I mean, I will. If we was going to work well, we wouldn't invite you. <laughs> <laughs> We'd invite someone else. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely teaching. Um, why why do shame. you hate Felix, though? Why do I hate Felix, though? I don't hate Felix, though. I like it, actually. It's one of my favourite golf courses in Felix, though, to be honest. <laughs> Good gag. <laughs> so, I'm glad we got that out of the way. I knew he'd say no. Yeah, I can't believe that was all built up for that. Anyway, what else is um, not quite sat right with you this week, Holbrook? Something else that's slight. I wouldn't say it's bothering me, so it's not a rant. This is uh, this oh, is just something. I don't know. When no, you no, no, get this not, no. This is not a. Uh, this is not a big rant. This is just a case of. So this week we've got the um, the, the final of the race of Dubai on the European Tour, right? The uh, the DP World in Dubai, mm-hmm. and um, there's four or five players I think that can win the season long race to Dubai. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being Colin Morikawa, yep. who potentially could win without stepping foot in Europe this year. Yeah. Now, as a fan of the European Tour, I think they've done excellently. That's a flyby. I organise that for you. <laughs> I was going to say for those that oh, hopefully you can't actually hear this on the podcast. But as Matt's talking, um, there's like a plane flying over and chopper, yeah. a chopper getting the chopper. Could be one of your lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm only joking to everyone that has lessons. 
I didn't get it. I didn't get it until he said that. Oh, really? Well, you didn't get that when I said it could be one of your lessons because there's a chopper. Oh, he didn't even get it a second time. He said it's a chopper, and I went, oh, it might be one of your lessons. Oh, Oh, no. The best jokes are on Draft to Explain. Yeah. (laughs) Should we start again? I didn't didn't think it was that, like, I didn't feel like. Oh, no. Joe's just just slow. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Um, So, yeah, so. What do we think about Colin Morikawa potentially winning the race to Dubai without even physically stepping foot in Europe? Because it's a Europe, it's a European tour. Yeah, European tour. So, so one thing I'd also add: so Patrick Reed is somebody that potentially he is leading the race to Dubai. He could win it. He's got a realistic chance of doing so. But he's somebody, whether you like him or you don't, he is somebody that in the past has always come over and played a fair amount of events on the European tour. Yeah. Um, this year he's, he's played two. He's, he's come over for Wentworth and he's played in um, Saudi Arabia as well. Yeah. So Fam- at least Famous European venue. Yeah. yeah. Um, the I thing mean, is, uh, I, I mean, so he's played, he's played one event in Europe then, I suppose. He's, had, he's basically had, he's had one foot in Europe. Yeah. So, and... so I think, so I think the, the issue is not physically playing an event in Europe because I think you have to look at the European tour it's not really a European tour anymore. They have a big swing in South Africa. They always go to Dubai, um, Saudi Arabia. So it's not a case mm. of physical events in Europe. It's more so those kind of standalone European yeah, tour yeah, events. Yeah. So you play your majors, you play your WGCs, they're co-sanctioned and they go for both if you're a member of the European tour. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, well, the whole thing... It's such a difficult one, isn't it? Because it kind of sounds like the golfing version of like that guy coming over here stealing all our stealing jobs. Stealing our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually, you think about it, it looks like because how much of the European tours in Europe now? Yeah. Like, give us a, like a percentage. It's not mm. that much of the European tours in Europe. I think, I think a fair. I think a fair point as well is probably with. I mean, this year in particular, with like the COVID and all that that's gone on. Like, is that does that kind of exaggerate what's going on potentially yes um however i i would also look at it the other way so when we come back from lockdown the european tour done amazingly well to get that uk swing up and running and we had five or six events i think Mm. uh in the uk it was brilliant it was brilliant but also there's there was a core of golfers that would have played probably five out of those six events and i think this year more than ever with those guys kind of being, you know, firmly based on the European tour, I feel like they may have deserved an opportunity to have a bash at this event this week. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying so hard to be discreet then. I just, know. like, stopped talking as I was doing it. <laughs> I don't know why we try to, like, muffle the sound of you guys opening beers anymore. Um, <laughs> obviously not Joe. Joe's not drinking. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so you know, there, there there are guys I think that you know go a long way to supporting the European tour. Um, it's one of those. So there was like, uh, oh god, you know, you guys know I love a stat, but I can't remember it totally. But I'm going <laughs> to give you—they're the, they're my favourite ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you the essence of the stat. So basically, like, it's one of those Tigers like most dominant years. I can't remember what year it might have been. I'm going to say it had been early 2000s, probably. But there was a stat like Tiger Woods would have like tripled the amount of points the person that won 
the Order of Merit or European Order of mm. Merit, what's now called the Race to Dubai. Mm. He would have tripled the number of points that that person had if he didn't bother to join the European Tour yeah, without yeah. playing in like the final swing of, yeah. which is obviously more heavy. Yeah, just so, but, just um, through like the events. Yeah, basically. So he basically anyone. would have won that amount of WGCs or accumulated that yeah. amount of points up through majors and WGCs, basically. Which sort of maybe goes to show that like is the point system too, you know, too heavily weighted towards those WGCs and and, and you know I mean some of the the smaller, I mean we had Laurie on didn't we actually and he was talking he was quite vocal about the point system and said he thought that European Tour had done quite a good job, uh, but I think that was more to do with like points in order to keep your card rather than point, yeah, points as in yeah, actual actually, order of merit yeah. points. Yeah, so the, the other end. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, um, I, don't, I mean, it's, it's one of those where I don't, does it bother me or not? I'm trying to think. Um, I, I, if I was to say it doesn't bother me, the only reason it would not bother me is because it's not something I think about a lot. But the fact that Colin Morikawa, who has not set foot in Europe, can essentially win what used to be called the European Tour Order of Merit. Mm. That's not right, is it? Right. Surely. Surely so, it's not right. So it's, not... it's basically worse than they came over and took our jobs. Yeah. They didn't even come over. <laughs> and they're taking our yeah, jobs. Yeah, someone yeah. doing like online lessons from America is taking your job. Yeah, no, exactly. I'd be, I'd be fuming. This is what's it's happening. not the real thing. No, so actually I'm... Not comfortable with You're it. You're now fuming. Oh, they're coming over here. They're not coming over here and they're it's taking... Like taking Butch Harmon has got real into online lessons and he's just targeting <laughs> Suffolk. <laughs> and he's taking all of Cardi's clients. That's yeah, no, I'm, I'm absolutely fuming about it, to be honest with you. So I think just to, just to kind of paint the picture a little bit as well. So uh, Patrick Reed is winning the race to Dubai. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood... How, by the way? Can I just say how? Yeah, so I just so feel like... Uh, this is this is what I'm going to explain. Just calm down. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I did see that the other day when I was watching golf and I thought, yeah. how the... He's led it all the way through. Though. Yeah, so, I was so, like, so, how so the... he has. Is he still winning? Yeah, like, yeah. So he's led it all the way through. So uh, Patrick Reed's got 2,427 points on the race to Dubai. Tommy Fleetwood's in second place. He's got 1,967. See, look at what has Tommy won. Well, it's not about winning. So, so, unless your name's Patrick Reed, then it is all about winning. So Patrick Reed. Uh, ha, he won the WGC Mexico Championship way back in February, and that got him fifteen hundred race to Dubai points. Most of his points. So most of his points have come from one event. And he's one only got. And he's won. got how many total? Two thousand four hundred twenty-seven. He's yeah. a long way in the lead, actually. So he's a long way in the lead. So that is just to give you an example, yeah. So just to give you an example, so Tommy Fleetwood comes second in the Scottish Open which, albeit was part of the kind of rearranged UK... So it wasn't win. one of the Rolex ones? It so was. it wasn't one of the Rolex... Uh, oh, it might have been one of the Rolex ones. Might have been. But anyway, he comes second in that and got 780 points. Oh, that must have been one of the Rolex ones. Then, that quite possibly would have been one of the Rolex ones. Um, but then Tommy Fleetwood has played a lot more kind of standalone European, European tour events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he played... finished second in the um, Abu Dhabi in January. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because you know, he didn't like actually. Because Rory, like, him and there was some, the media tried to make something about him and Rory, didn't they? Because he didn't go over and quarantine and play in America straight away. Yeah. Rory was like, you know, to me it just makes sense if you want to play at the best level, you want to be over here. Yeah. And then Tommy didn't do that, and they tried yeah. to make 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Some so, sort of thing, which wasn't really a thing. So no. whilst, whilst the WGCs and their majors are technically co-sanctioned, apart from... Uh, no, the Masters is you do get race to Dubai points for the Masters. Um, so Patrick Reese won that WGC, and then he's had strong finishes in um, the US PGA tied 13th, the US Open tied 13th, the Masters tied 10th, and he also came over and played at Wentworth and finished tied 3rd. So that's where his points have come from. Um, the majority of his points, you know, he, he missed the cut in Saudi Arabia. But at least he's come over, do you know what I mean? At least he's come over and played in, in, mm. in those events. Yeah. So when I look at Colin Morikawa, no disrespect to him. Um, no, no, it's, you know, because it's not, it's not a... I don't know why you're laughing. I just love it. I just it's sort of like... I think it's, it's, a, it's a good attempt to be an impartial. I like it. Yeah. But I can tell... We are so that. European tour Yeah, I know we are. Well, there is yeah. just a little tour <clears throat> yeah. in America that we sometimes yeah. talk look, about. So, so Morikawa's won the, won the US PGA, obviously got... 1,665 points there. Um, other than that, he got 100 points for the WGC, FedEx, St. Jude. Um, see, yeah, see. 60, 60 points mm. for the Masters. Got nothing for the US Open because he missed the cut. Yeah, I don't know. The only thing I, I'm sort of leaning towards is the, 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 the sort of strangeness of the year. Like, the yes. way they do... Like, the way they structure, like, some of the events as well. Like, they do, like, the Irish Open normally which is a decent money event, then the Scottish Open, then the Open. And it's like, it feels like you, you know, like for example, Ram would always play in all three and then like you'd get, mm. like, you'd encourage a decent field yes. like through so, that stretch. So I feel I think, like... So I think that's fair. Right? I'm, I'm going to interrupt you because I, I think it's a fair point. But what I would say is, so John Ram would do that and then he might play select amount of other European tour events. Mm. But what, so... The argument for me in in a certain degree is slightly flawed because those guys are using that as preparation for the open. Yeah. Mm. So they're not they're not coming to play to support the European tour. Because Mickelson would always play Scottish exactly. Open, wouldn't he? And he's not doing that because <clears throat> let's let's be honest, he's not doing that because he really wants to play the Scottish mm. Open. He's doing that because he wants to come yeah. and get himself fully. Yeah, prepared yeah, for yeah. The open. And he he, no, he, he wouldn't lie about that no. either, would he? He would openly. Well, no, 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 that's no. a fair point. I, I think my my kind of the, the way that I look at it is I I love the guys like Laurie Cantor that go to Portugal, go to Spain, go to Turkey, go to Dubai, go to yeah. go to all these places like literally trying to get themselves into this final event. Yeah. And as it's the European Tours race to Dubai, if it was like a world points list or a global points list, you got no argument. Mm. But it's a European Tours race to Dubai, and you've got a lot of European Tour players that are given maybe an unfair advantage. Because those guys can't get into the highest, you know, they're yeah. not qualifying for the WGCs. They're not qualifying mm. for the Masters. Therefore, those guys, I'm not saying it's an unfair advantage because they're getting there on merit. They're getting there because they're the best players. Yeah, yeah. But there's also a hell of a lot of players that are kind of taking up those points on the race to Dubai that are not really European Tour players. Yeah. They've just got a European Tour membership. Yeah, see, the way that I would look at that is my sort of, say, my counter-argument would be, say, like, so a guy like Laurie, for example, would be, like, Laurie's main goal would be essentially to get a full card on the European Tour, which is what he's, he would have done this year because he's played really well. Yeah. So, therefore, next year, he's then going to play all those Rolex events. Mm -hmm. And then that's where, if you play well on that, that certain... You know, in those strength events, that's what then boosts your world ranking to then become, you know. So my my potential argument would be that 
the guys, you know, like Ram, like Ricky Fowler, like, well, I say like Morikawa, who probably would have come over for some of those events that may have been around on European Tour this year, had it not been COVID. They have essentially played their way into the right to pick and choose, would you say? Because, like, you know, I, do you know what I mean? I love Laurie. And he's obviously, yeah. a, a, you know, he's a friend, you know, of a friend of the show. Exactly. Correct terminology. And then, and then, but obviously there's a load of guys like Laurie, but Laurie's not going to pull in a crowd like those players are. So therefore, no. to, to a certain extent, you do kind of have to pander to him, I think. Yeah. And especially the European Tour. It's a strange one because obviously they're not in as strong a position as the PGA Tour, are they? Because they kind of <coughs> like... Sadly not. No. Even though we call it the lesser tour. Having said that, there, there is this merger mm. that is potentially going to be happening. Yeah, there is. I think... Probably, that all sounds a bit vague to me so far. I don't really... There's not a probably, lot of... Probably, yeah, I, I was just about to say, probably best say for yeah. another podcast. There's, there's not really a lot really in front of that, but I don't know on. whether, like, long run, that's going to be good news, bad news. Like, my, I, my, my fear with that is that's going to be good for the guys at the top. So then, yeah. look at those top 50, I think it's going to be good for those guys. My fear is it's going to take away, again, opportunity for people like... Laurie Cantor as, a, as an example and it's not a, yeah. you know we just use him as an example because we've, we've mentioned him but yeah I think we've got to wait till we understand the nuts and yeah. bolts a little bit better maybe but there you go so, so are we going to put a, are we going to put a, an opinion to the to the, to so, the actual <laughs> to the actual question should we just have, have a vote right does it bother you European tour race to somewhere that isn't in Europe by the way, I don't, I don't love, I don't, see that's, <laughs> this, is, this is the thing, right? You can't, I, I, you can't have your cake and eat it, can no, you? I, I get where you're going. You cannot have your it's cake not, and eat it. It's not if, a European tour. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so, you know, the people supporting the European tour, moaning about someone who's not coming into Europe, winning the race of somewhere not in Europe. I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah, but I don't mind the fact that it's, do you know what I mean? But it's, the fact that he's not played yeah. any European Tour event is kind I, I, I of what think, we're getting at. I think at. that's a different conversation. Yeah, that's no, what we're getting because, at. Because, you know, yes, like the European Tour, they also have events in South Africa that are co-sanctioned with the Sunshine Tour, for example. So yeah, you have yeah, a big yeah, swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You, know, a big, a big, you know, we've just had them, like three, three events back-to-back in South Africa. And, totally agree. You know, so the question is then, right? The question is... I just think you should have to play to be able to qualify for yep. the Order of Merit. You have I to set you, foot in Europe. <laughs> I, think, I think you have to play uh, X amount of European Tour kind of standalone events, whether it be the Rolex series. Mm. Um, but that's the issue. What what you get is if you said to, I don't, I don't, I say, don't think that they would have the bollocks to do that though, because I just feel no, like they, then you get more, the Glamorakawas yeah. and the what, whoever's that just. They just the feel problem, like, oh, well, can't be arsed then. The problem is, again, is that those guys have got the power to say, I want to play in that event, therefore they get their chance because of world mm. ranking. And, you know, if you said to, you know, Patrick Reed and Colin Morikawa as two examples of, you know, predominantly PGA Tour players, if you said to those guys, you have to play a minimum of six events, unfortunately what they're going to do is they're going to pick the Rolex events, mm. which means the guys at the bottom are not going to get a chance to play in those events. Mm. Which for them could be career divine. Yeah, no, totally. So it's, it is a tough one. To get I mean, it is a, it's a tough one, but ultimately everybody l- just needs to be better at golf. Yeah, yeah, well. that that. And luckily for us three here, it isn't our job to work out how the point system is run in order to make that more fair. That's for the European Tour to do. So mm-hmm. we'll leave that to them. So the question probably is actually, does the European Tour need to change the system 
to make sure, in a way, that players that win the race to Dubai have played in Europe. They need to weight it better towards those tournaments, surely. So it, the question is, do they need to do that? Mm-hmm. And for me, the answer is definitely yes. But this is a democracy in this podcast. <laughs> and, and what's the answer from you two? Uh, I don't know. My, my, only, my only issue with that sort of line of thought is just the fact of it's been, do you know what I mean? Like the year itself has been a bit strange. I feel like if you were ever going to do that, potentially this was yeah. the year to do that. Well, you think we missed the boat? No. No, no, no. I mean, for Morikawa to like... Mm. Yeah, if he wins to, it. To win it without... You can virtually, all, do you know what I mean? Yeah, without yeah, being yeah. over If he does it. win it, come Sunday, you can put a little asterisk next to his name. Uh, <laughs> what, like Liverpool's Premier League? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Yeah, um, slip that in somewhere along the line. Every podcast. every podcast. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. What about you, Matthew? I think we know, we know your view. Yeah, I'd, yeah I'd, I'd prefer to see somebody that's played a lot more European yeah, yeah. tour events to win it. Yeah, no. Totally Tommy different. Fleetwood winning it would be the ideal. Yeah, no. I, 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 to be fair, obviously I agree. I agree yeah. with that. And it, and it could still totally yeah. happen, so fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. Fingers crossed. Anyway, whilst we're on European tour, it makes complete sense to um, chat picks and chat, <laughs> chat all things that happened last week. Sad but true. Holbrook's rubbing his hands together. Holbrook is on fire with the picks at the moment, by the way. Why, am I, why am I so bad at picks, by the way? What is yeah, a separate sort of uh, line of topic, but what is... <laughs> yeah, it's essentially I, luck, really, and I feel like... Uh, do you know what? I don't think it is luck. Just not getting any breaks, guys. I'm just not getting any breaks, out <laughs> there. Um, yeah, no, it is, it is a bit weird that you are so bad at picks. And... Uh, Sorry to all you listeners, but you had great even. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Holbrook oh, is you, sensational, and I'm just short of sensational. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I've had a quite a good few weeks, haven't I? I've had a first, a second, and a third. Three out of four weeks. And can I just say, in my defence, right? Mm-hmm. Your pick that has just won this mm-hmm. uh, sorry spoiler alert Holbrook's pick just won Dylan Fratelli yeah. um, you wanted to pick him I had him written down to pick him yeah. so it is something something Matt and I know know these things and Sam and Sam and I you do lot not. listening I do don't not have apparently a <laughs> could be your week this week though could be your so. week this week Sam so DP World or well actually it has to be from the DP World really this week guys because um the QBE shootout on the PGA Tour will come to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we've got a few little fun facts about that. But um, it's essentially a, a uh, pairs competition. So we can't really pick from that for picks. Um, we're going to go to Sam first. Yeah. DP World Tour Championships. Almost um, a major, but not yeah, worth yeah. I'm going to go... I'm going Andy Sullivan this week. Such um, a Cardi pick. Cardi <laughs> pick? I just, I just think he's a good... Kind of I don't know. It's a, weird, it's a weird one, though. I think Andy Sullivan's a weird one, to be honest. I think it's actually a bit of a risk taking Andy Sullivan. Just, he seems like one of those lads who just sort of, whenever he plays well, he just takes it balls deep. But when he's just... I don't know. I just feel like he sort of takes... He's, he, he's, he's, not, he's, he's not... I feel like he's not sort of the bloke that finishes like 20, 20th. Nah. Which is, is what I think would do it this week. Do you feel strong... you need to be a little bit more speculative in your picks? I could do with a win. I'm yeah, not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, I could yeah. do with a win. And I feel like Andy Sullivan could deliver I think they call that shit or bust. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's what I am. All right. Um, we've got a guest pick this week. We have from Anthony Kerwin, who's uh, picked Robert McIntyre. He gets a lot of picks as well, yeah. doesn't he? Solid player, Bob. that's why. Bob. 
He must be close to the top he's 50, isn't he? Uh, would you like to know what, uh, in terms of world ranking? Yeah, well, I'm he's a Cyprus Open, not a big If enough. he's inside... <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still looking at it. I've just gone to my uh, world ranking tab. And it's still open at a... Uh, <laughs> that... Sam Forgan. <laughs> Sam Forgan. Um, he's outside top 50 if you want to pick him. He's currently 1,907th in the world. See, look, back in, back in the day... 39 episodes ago. That's the kind of pick I'd have gone for, wouldn't it? Someone, <laughs> someone, someone not, not in the field. Someone not in the field, uh, yeah. So, uh, Bobby, Bob McIntyre is 59th. Mm. Wow. He's actually not moved a lot. He's st- finished last year in 64th. You feel like with the year he's had, he might have jumped up a little bit more. But yeah, you would really. Interesting. Um, me or the... Or no, mate? go on. I'll let you go. I'll go. Because um, you are one behind, right? And this is I'm the one behind, event. so... Is this last event? Yeah, so we decided last week, did we not, that this was going to be the last event for the year. See, this is why we shouldn't drink while we do this. <laughs> <laughs> I was more than happy to put a clean slate up. <laughs> All you've got to do, mate, is listen back to the podcast yeah. when you're sober. <laughs> um, right. Okay, I'm going. Tom Lewis. On the, is that on the PJ Tour? Hmm? No. no. What, is, he, is he playing? Yeah, he's playing. I fancy him. I'm just checking the field. You just check the field. I'll tell you what, I'll check the field you pick. I'll check the oh, yeah, field. And, is there, is there? Okay, interesting. And just, just so interesting, see, Matt, Matt's gutted because he thinks I'm, that's I'm, a I'm good abs- pick. He I'm knows that's a good pick. I'm absolutely not gutted because as much as I think he's a stand-up guy, he's got no form. Um, no, that's, that's, that's absolutely incorrect. That's not true at all. Um, Matt, Matt, Matt Halbrook just held his hand up at me to stop me from yeah. talking. Um, <laughs> that wasn't, it wasn't like a rude thing. It was like, it was like, <laughs> so here he comes, this week's leader, by one. By what one happens point. if we have a playoff, by the way? Uh, if we tie... Um, I don't know, maybe Sam has to think of like a Yeah, I'll, a I'll come over and I'm, I'm impartial. Okay, cool. Uh, Impartial tiebreaker. So I'm going with, and this is the person who's going to absolutely bring this home for me this week, Rasmus Hoygaard. Oh, he's a he's a regular in Holbrook Stable, isn't he? You say you can't say that about every player. No, but that's true. You love a bit of Rasmus Hoygaard. I maybe picked him twice this year. Mm, Twice. Mm, Twice a fortnight. Twice. Um, All right, right, there we go. Oh oh my god! Tell you what, I'm, I'm drawing level though. There's no way Tom Lewis is losing to Rasmus Hoygaard. No way. The yeah, only thing, the only though, thing we stopping me... Yeah, this is what I'm saying. The only thing stopping me drawing level with Holbrook this week is Andy Sullivan and Bobby McIntyre. Do you reckon? Yeah. I, don't, I can't... That's a shocking the pick. The head-to-head. For someone who's winning, that is a shocking pick. Do you think? Yeah, do you know why I go so in on this? Because people pick up on it and then abuse me on Twitter <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like it. I can't wait to start afresh. I'm so far behind. Yeah, no, it's going to... Ne- ne- next year's your year. God, you sound like Liverpool. I mean, it's, I, I do find it interesting that you're going so hard on Rasmus, you know, someone who's won twice on the European Tour this year. But it's not really well, European, though. It's the old English, that, the old yeah. English swing. Oh, yeah, funnily enough, he won in, uh, <laughs> he won in Mauritius. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And there no, it's yeah, full no. of English tourists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to see, this is, this is the sort of player that represents... Look, ISPS Handa UK Championship win... English Championship, third place. Hero Open, tied sixth. Betfed British Masters, second. What's the difference between here is a guy who represents and here is a guy who can't get any starts anywhere else? I know. <laughs> <laughs> a guy that plays Challenge Tour and a guy that plays European Tour. <sighs> wow, there you go. Um, right, 
moving on from that, right? The QBE shootout, which, as touched on very briefly a minute ago, is a pairs event this week on the little tour across the pond. And it's a free round event. And get this, right? None of us really knew a lot about this event. Probably because it's on the little Until tour. about half an hour ago. Yeah, exactly. But the first round, it's only Texas Scramble. Texas Scramble, <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. Because it it's nearly Christmas. The old Christmas. Christmas turkey Texas trot. Scramble. Yeah, the turkey absolutely. trot. That's probably what they win. A turkey. Um, second round, Greensums, which according to Wikipedia, is also known as Scotch Forces. Okay, so according any... to the Yanks. Oh my God. I, I want to be, yeah. be sick on myself hearing it called Scotch Forces. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a modified standard, no, modified alternate shot. Yeah. Right? yeah, but that's something else it was called, yeah. Oh, the, fir- the first, uh, the first like, big competition I won, like laying off with a board, was uh, a Greensums competition. There you go. Was it a mix event? No, it was uh, men only. Men, that doesn't happen very often, does it? Men only, yeah. Not very 2020, is it? The year that we won it, um, they changed the format year after. So we won it as a medal format, and then the year after they changed it to a Stangleford format. Oh, wow. You'd argue that a medal format is a lot more harder. Greensums. For the purists. Yeah, it is. Greensums. And then what? Then it's just better ball to finish. Ball ball, better ball on the final day. Yeah, sounds like a good event. To be fair, I saw oh, some I rascal pairs like in a... there. I saw uh, Bubba Watson playing with Louis Eustazen. What a random pair that How is! How did that come about? Yeah, I honestly reckon Ping have just been like like you two are playing together. Oh, like, yeah, you know, like yeah, two yeah, kids yeah, yeah, who just yeah. don't get on in the playground and like, oh, right, you yeah. two, you're being like well, partners I'll in tell this you, next Maybe they were just the last two left at the end. Well, maybe. <laughs> oh, like the, the classic, I don't know. I'd, I'd the pick, classic captain's I'd, picks. I think yeah. I'd pick Louis. I'd pick, I think Louis would be getting an early pick if that was the case. Yeah. Right, could you imagine the worst two, the worst pair like, what in golf at the moment? Like to, to play with each other, could you imagine? Oh, wow. Well, what oh, well, who wouldn't get on? Yeah. What a question. Brooks, Brooks Kepka and... Uh, oh, yeah, and Bryson. Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, the but... thing is, though, I still think they're so good, you'd think... And in that format, you think... Just go out and play potentially... golf. You don't have to talk to each other, do you? No. Yeah, no. It's like um, when um, they paired Tiger and Mickelson up. Oh, in yeah. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, which was mental, and basically they told Mickelson that he had to play Tiger's ball in the foursomes, and that like, it wasn't even like an option. Yeah. He didn't even get a chance to argue his case to play his Callaway. And then he's blasted it. No, there's no that some so someone Tiger said to and me, I think to be fair, I think Tiger and Phil in that event as well, literally like over a hundred PGA tour wins between them yeah. would literally not be asked and it would no, just be an absolute. That's exactly right. Idiot. Because they said to Phil that you're playing with the best player in the world, you're playing his ball. That's that was like apparently a quote. And um, apparently a quote. Yeah, (laughs) it's not really how quotes work, is it? (laughs) No, (laughs) without a direct quote to hand, I've got to be a little bit careful not to be liable. Apparently, Um, go on then. But Phil then basically like smashed it in a bush first hole and said he's the best player in the world. Let's see him play that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That is a typical Mm. film record. I must admit, about like five years ago, I thought Phil Mickelson was just such a nothing. Bloke, like oh, very no, 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 no. I mean, like a very like, like. Do you know what I mean? Just felt like just Vanilla. really had a. I felt I didn't feel like he'd had a sense of humour. Mm. 
Since he discovered social media, he, I feel like he's come out of his shell a little bit. I, I think, feel like you're looking through this without Rose. I, you must have looked at Phil glasses. back in there, like those days. No, nah, no, I don't know. Because even like the, the Tiger thing, he always used to be able to make like hu- humour about. And there was what was event? There was an event ages ago. He paired with paired with Tiger, and oh, I never and forget. The, the starter was calling out. All That's the... exactly oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I watched that live, and yeah. I'll never ever forget it. And and he's going Tiger Woods, former yeah. winner of this, 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 and it got it did get long. Yeah. It got boring, and Phil went, go, "Come oh, on, I come on!" <laughs> and that's just that's just fantastic. And yeah. ever since then, I think that little moment was the moment that that won him over for me. And in yeah, yeah, like you say, he's like, got better since yeah. social media. You're right. Hit, hitting bombs is uh, has been the like, activate my glutes. Yeah. That's the funniest. Yeah, I'm, yeah, right. I'm going to activate my glutes and step on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? he Top, is man. Top man. Top man. Top man. Um, so that's what they're doing in America this week. Tell you what, guys. Before we uh, we wrap up for the week, we've got Matt's cracking Christmas challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think of his yeah, name, yeah, by the way. He did. I didn't think he put that in caps in the WhatsApp group. (laughs) (laughs) What is what is Matt's cracking Christmas challenge, and how can people get involved? So, so what we decided as a group, we decided that um, after this podcast this week, we'll do possibly one more before Christmas, and then maybe have a break over the festive period. Um, So it seemed only right that next week's podcast should be some kind of Christmas special. Love it. Um, Sam, have you got the list open? Uh, I can do. Just grab this. So, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go through and we're going to go through a few different categories that Sam's going to kindly pull up for us because I can't do it because we're using my phone to record the podcast. Um, <laughs> and what and me and yeah. we're going to keep ch- chatting while Sam <laughs> yeah, finds no, it. So, you know, oh, yeah, fear not. Yeah. I found it quicker than usual. <laughs> Let me check uh, it out properly then. So basically, we're just going to have a little look back over the year and maybe a little look forward to next year. And we're just going to have a little chat about some personal highlights, both Mm -hmm. from the podcast, from the golf course, um, from playing. Yeah, so Sam's going to go through some of the ideas. And if anybody else has got any more that they want to chuck our way, then then feel free. But we'd like you to... What we'll do is we'll post this list on social media and we'll get you guys to kind of screenshot it and fill it out and send it back to us and we'll... You know, we'll go through some of your suggestions and, and answers as well. Mm-hmm. So, come Sam, read So, basically, it. the list is as follows. Uh, best course you've played this year. Uh, favourite event. Favourite podcast moment slash episode. Uh, your Xmas wish list, which, let's be honest, it's got to be golf related, please. Yeah, I don't want no, like, oh, a new pair yeah, of yeah, no. No, yeah, none of that. Anal beads. Um, worst golf <laughs> Christmas presents. I've had every one of them over I years. bet you have. I bet you have. Uh, and then finally... In fact, I'm going to have to list. I'm going to come with a list. Yeah, I bet you've I've got had. loads. I bet you've got loads. Uh, and big player for next year. Quite like that. I quite like that topic. I feel like there's going to be Rasmus some interesting... There's, yeah. <laughs> Rasmus, there's going to be some interesting suggestions there. Joe's going to say Ian Poulter, Andy Sullivan. <laughs> yeah. Who else? Ben Hogan. Eddie Pepperell. <laughs> Eddie Pepperell. Oh, come on, guys. Uh, yeah, no. So, yeah. So, get involved. There's a list. Um... Mine's sticking over. I'm glad we weren't doing it this week because I feel I need a bit of time to mull this over. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to put a little bit of uh, a little bit of legwork into this one for next week. Mm, there you go. Get right. in touch. Let yeah. us know. Um, it's also worth pointing out a couple more things before we uh, before we completely wrap up. Um, there is the ladies U.S. Open this week. Don't know where yeah. it is, but that is the final major of the year. 
Um, and I think it would be wrong of us not to mention the passing of Peter Alice this week as well. That's a really, yeah, really good um, Which has been uh, obviously a, a big loss to the golfing world. It has as well. And we talked about Peter Alice, um, obviously just before the Masters and I'm kind of like mostly, talking... mostly slating him. No, I don't think we're slating him. No, I don't I, think we're slating I, him. I, 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 think it, it, I think it's fair to say that, you know, he, whilst whilst you respected him and he was, you know, he was a, a big figure in golf for a lot of people growing up, um, you know, he, he got to a stage where in this day and age, some of the things that he was saying was maybe not kind of on the right side of the PC fence. Yeah, and, and I think that's more of a problem for the PC fence, frankly. Um, than than it was for than it was for Peter Ellis, and um, actually it's it's a, I actually think it's a shame, personally, that someone else who did step over this ridiculous PC fence that we've got now is gone. Actually, mm-hmm. if, if I'm being completely honest, because and uh, we need this mm. is this is a, a shout to all you commentators. We need the next Peter Alice because the world's getting pathetic and actually mm. do you know, charming. No, I'll be honest. I do. I do. I must admit. I mean, obviously, a lot of people have got a lot of golfing memories, like watching the Open and that, that kind of stuff, and Masters, and you'd have had his voice over it. And like you said, is mm-hmm. you know a lot of my probably golfing memories having watching golf would be involving Peter Alice. So yeah, no. I so echo what we've been saying. You know, so you know, the best to to his family and think about them at the moment and it's a shame he's a he is a massive loss to the game because whether you like him or you don't whether you're on the pc brigade or you're not he's iconic to golf and he was he was a great man and on that note ladies and gentlemen i think that's probably the swingers club for episode 39 see you next week for episode 40 Looking forward the to Christmas, it. Christmas the Christmas special. The Christmas special. Matt's Christmas cracker. Challenge. Matt's cracking Christmas challenge.